But I, I always find it funny when some, this isn't your case, but sometimes you talk to people about like, oh yeah, I was, what, what are you going to do for Mother's Day? And their immediate response is, you know, I, I hate the idea of a holiday like Mother's Day or Valentine's Day uh, because you're not supposed to do this stuff like just one day a year. You know, you, you love mothers all year round and you, you love your, your partner all year round. So why do you need a Valentine's Day or a Mother's Day? To which my response is usually, oh, so every day of the year you buy gifts and flowers for your wife and tell her how much you love her and call your mom and let her know? Well, no, I don't do that any day of the year. Why should Mother's Day or Valentine's Day be different? Welcome to the Medical Dads Podcast, a parenting podcast by two dads who happen to be medical doctors. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Stuart Harmon, a pediatric emergency room physician and father of four from Ottawa, Ontario. I want to be in the podcast. Daddy, do you know what you're doing? Can I play a game on your computer? Daddy, where's mommy? And I'm your other co-host, Dr. David Shu, a family doctor from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome aboard. All right, Dr. Harmon, we're back for another episode of Medical Dads, a Mother's Day episode of Medical Dads. That's right. And we've established in, in previous episodes around holidays that, uh, that you have no interest. But I think Mother's Day, Mother's Day is an exception. <laughs> Mother's Day is different. <laughs> or it will be. I mean, who can have no interest in Mother's Day as a dad? That's just completely unacceptable. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, what about your actual mom? Does your actual mm-hmm. mom care about Mother's Day? No, she's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought that that's one of those days that, uh, that you know, when immigrants come in, they don't get on board with Halloween and they hear about this Easter thing, but they're like, uh, no interest in that, no interest in hiding eggs and whatnot. But then when they hear about Mother's Day, a day to celebrate mothers, I would have thought that would have uh, piqued their interest. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm being facetious. I'm sure she cares about it. It's just that as the sun this doesn't get picked up on my radar. <laughs> you know, it's more of a son problem than anything else. <laughs> Every year while your mom's home alone, crying, waiting for those flowers that are coming, <laughs> you're at home saying like, yeah, my mom doesn't care about Mother's Day. She's Chinese. <laughs> well, the, the problem we have is it's not just a Mother's Day thing. It's like a Mother's Day slash birthday slash Christmas problem where, you know, I'm an adult now. You know, my wife's an adult. We can afford to get our parents gifts. Yeah. No matter what you get your parents, they're not happy with it. Like that is, and then it leads me to think that they don't even want to celebrate the day, right? We always head into one of these holidays with the preempted warning coming from mom saying, don't you dare get me anything. That thing you got me last year, useless, (laughs) waste of money, save your money, right? I've heard that so many times. Well, maybe Mother's Day then isn't about specifically getting your mom something. It's more about showing your mom that you remembered and that you care. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, that's, that is a very cost-effective way to celebrate these uh, Hallmark holidays. <laughs> Do you get the sense from your mom that uh, on Mother's Day she still wants uh, a visit or to come over for brunch or uh, something like that? Well, we usually do that stuff. It's kind of pre-built in to our uh, our plan. Yeah. Obviously, that's been kind of held up because of COVID, right. right? I mean, it's a it's a strange world we live in now, right? So you you like I had it circled on this episode that because we cannot hang out and we cannot eat together, which are the two main parts of like you know 
of holiday celebration, then we are only left with gift giving. <laughs> that is the only thing we can do. <laughs> you know, talking about uh, Mother's Day and COVID and just COVID in general, uh, there is one thing about COVID that's sort of an update since the last time we posted a podcast where we really talked about COVID that uh, I think mm. is worth mentioning. And that's the sort of evolving situation with the vaccines and specifically what's being said about the AstraZeneca vaccine. Okay. Because you'll recall, in the, uh, I think on our COVID Wave 3 podcast, we talked about the vaccine and we were sort of given that recommendation that, look, you should just get whatever vaccine is available to you. Uh, and if it's AstraZeneca now versus uh, some other vaccine that you may or may not get in another month, then you know it's more or less obvious to jump on the AstraZeneca vaccine in the context that what we're being told is that the complication rate, or specifically this blood clot issue, uh, is something like one in six and a half million doses. Or, you know, odds are one in 6.5 million. Uh, mm. And I think like right after we uh, posted that podcast, you started to see more and more places quoting in the Canadian context a uh, blood clot rate of something like one in 250,000, like one between mm -hmm. one in 100,000, one in 250,000. And I think that warrants uh, a special pause and reflection because there's a huge difference between a one in a 6.5 million risk and a one in 250,000 risk. Mm. So is it enough for you to change the advice you're giving patients? I mean, it's still a pretty small number. It's still a pretty small number, uh, I suppose, but... If we're talking about, say, my city of Ottawa, and we're talking about uh, a million people in my city, then that means if we vaccinate everybody, then we're saying, yeah, four of you are going to get a blood clot. That's not a small little thing, but that if you get it, it's uh, highly likely to be debilitating, if not fatal. If you're just weighing it and saying, well, you know, we kill four people uh, in exchange for uh, who knows how many other people will, uh, whose lives will, will save, then... I guess it's not that different than the ancient Mayans taking someone to the top of a temple, cutting them open to appease the gods to get better crops and a better life for everyone. <laughs> it is it is quite different from that. <laughs> it is quite different. I mean, I feel like I, I'm still telling patients the same overall advice, yeah. which is that as remember, like I think you're losing sight of the fact that we're still in the middle of like a shutdown of the pandemic, third wave, right? Yeah. It's it's early May. We're cooped up in our houses, and maybe because we're cooped up, we feel safer, right? Yeah. And we have this feeling that okay, this vaccine isn't so great. We can we can wait it out, right? We can wait for more shipments of other vaccines. Yeah. But like you said before, like we don't know when those vaccines will become fully available, right? We don't know. Like many people out there only have one dose still, yeah. right? Which only gives you partial immunity. This thing is going to stretch on until August, September, at the least, by the sounds of it, right? Like lots of my colleagues and friends, you know, a lot of them in medicine have had their first dose and are still waiting for the second one, right? Yeah. Many frontline workers, like this thing isn't going away anytime soon. And it makes you... I don't know. I, when I look at that, I think, you know, four in a million, it's still a very small number, right? You don't hear people make all up in arms when they decide to take up smoking as a hobby. <laughs> That's right. But that num the number of blood clots and strokes caused by just regular everyday smoking is higher than that. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to put it into perspective. Uh, maybe another way to look at it would be if I'm in a city of a million people and we're talking about four people going to get a, die from a blood clot. Um, well, how many people in my city of a million have already died from COVID? Definitely more mm. than four. 
Right. Uh, well, there's even some numbers that specifically say COVID itself increases your risk of blood clots, right? It's yeah. one of the things that happens to people who are sick with COVID when they get hospitalized is a, a ton of them get blood clots, yeah. right? So even if you weighed it out that way, just in the blood clots, not even thinking about the other things COVID can cause to happen to you, it seems like it's still probably a worth worth it as a trade-off. Yeah. Well, it sounds like then our advice uh, hasn't changed too much, really. Where I think we had said before, on a population level, if you're just looking at the numbers from that point of view, it's a no-brainer. Everybody should get their COVID shot with whatever they can as fast as they can. Um, and mm. on the balance of things for humanity, that will definitely come out in favor of, uh, of people getting mm. this vaccine approach. Uh, for that individual risk for you yourself, um, uh, it makes sense that people would be a little bit anxious about getting AstraZeneca if they have a choice between that and another vaccine. So I, which is fair, yeah. completely fair. If you can wait a little bit and get the, one of the other ones, more power to you. That's right. Right. But just realize you're running the risk of maybe you won't get anything until late this year. Yeah. And I think from a public health point of view, there probably is a bit of concern that if people hear the message, yeah, the doctors are saying that given a choice, you should get the other one. Uh, well, then now you've got people flocking for the other one. The AstraZeneca is sitting there unused and now there's not enough vaccine for everybody and then everything falls apart. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think uh, if I had the two choices right in front of me, I would definitely would choose a, a, an alternative to the AstraZeneca uh, if, if, if it were as simple as that. The disappointing thing about the whole vaccine process is that we actually looked at the vaccine as, you know, when COVID started last March uh -huh. and then, you know, we went into April and May. Everyone was thinking, okay, when is that vaccine going to come, right? That was the light at the end of the tunnel. We all had this in our minds. Like, we were talking about this last fall, right? This vaccine's coming, and, and they're like, this, it's going to be coming by the new year. Like, everyone was, like, excited. Yeah. And then the thing shows up, and th uh, the last thing I read in the New York Times was that 30% of Americans are choosing to be conscientious objectors. They don't want the vaccine, Yeah. right? And that number is is high, First yeah. of all, but it's so high that the scientists think that it's going to prevent us from re achieving herd immunity. Right. right. So this 30 percent of people stubbornly refusing to get the vaccine is going to allow covid to linger around in perpetuity. Right. <laughs> Which is really disturbing and yeah. messed up and very disappointing to me as a physician, you know, as a person who went to school for like 20 something years. And I'm, I'm skeptical of science sometimes. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we've been stuck in our houses for a year. Millions of people have died. Millions more have had their livelihood and economics, you know, finances affected by this thing. Yeah. And yet there's still 30% of people out there clinging to the idea that they don't need this vaccine. Right. right? It boggles my mind. Just absolutely boggles my mind. I mean, when you compare it to just your regular childhood immunizations, right? There were always objectors and people who didn't want to get those immunizations, but we got a very good penetration with, for example, the measles vaccine. Uh, after the widespread use of measles vaccine, the, the incidence of measles went down by 99%. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, so then after, when, when people don't see the disease and they're all complacent, then you get these anti-vaccine people with all their this and that. Right. Uh, and yeah, they, they, they think they're... They think they're in the right because they don't get their kids vaccinated, even though a lot of them, they themselves would have been vaccinated as kids, but they don't vaccinate mm -hmm. their kids. And it seems like it's, they're getting away with it just fine because, uh, 
because there's just not that much measles around. And so it's not like right. every single one of them has a kid who gets measles. Uh, applying that same mindset to COVID doesn't work so well because uh, COVID ha- isn't gone. We haven't really uh, reduced the numbers. So <laughs> these people might be this, like saying, ah, oh, it's weird. How come COVID hasn't just disappeared by itself yet? Yeah. And the thing is that we're all going to pay the price for it, right? Like the vaccine program and the politics around it and, you know, it's very complicated. We could probably talk about it for an hour. Yeah. But fact of the matter is that the vaccine has the the virus has blown up right repeatedly and now we're because it's blown up so much we're getting more and more strains of variants right all over the world and the variants have different so what i was reading is that the variants because they transmit more easily originally a lot of studies said if you just get 70 to 80 percent of the population vaccinated you can achieve herd immunity to get herd immunity so with these new variants you need 90 percent of people vaccinated which they're like there's no way that's going to happen given the current status of people in america choosing not to get vaccinated we're just going to have to live with this thing right which then paints this very you know sordid picture of what the future is going to hold for all of us going forward like every time our kids get a stuffy nose for the next 50 years we're going to be worried that they have covid and you know as you and i get older our chance of picking up this virus again is going to be higher you know there's no end to this thing it's it's really really ridiculous it's not just going to be that uh 70% of us will get vaccinated of that 70% 55 to 60% of us will actually become immune from the vaccine and then the other 30% will just die <laughs> and then all that will be left <laughs> are the vaccinated super people ah uh, so that's where we stand that that is where we stand at May 2021 as we prepare to celebrate mother's day that's right well bringing it back to mothers uh, a funny, I got a, an anecdote about, uh, about moms and just uh, sort of the importance of moms. Uh, my kid was on a Google meet, my, uh, six year old who's in senior kindergarten. Mm. She was on a Google meet with the teachers and I, they must've been talking about moms maybe in preparation for mother's day. And I think they asked her, what do you like to do with your mom? So, uh, I was in the kitchen and I could sort of see her line of sight having that meet. And then my wife was around the corner and had just finished doing some of her work she does as a teacher. And was, uh, so it was off screen where my daughter couldn't see her. Anyway, uh, we can both hear my daughter saying, I like to cook with my mom. And the teacher is sort of saying, okay, that's good. But before she can move on to the next kid, my, my daughter keeps going. And I like to watch TV shows with my mom. And I like to play outside with my mom. And I like to talk with my mom and I like to, and then she kept going and going until finally, and as, as she's saying this, I look over and I could see my wife just beaming, right? And then finally she ends it with, and I like to do everything with my mom. And I could see tears in my wife's eyes as that's being said. I got to say, I don't think that's ever happened in, the, in answer to the question, what do you like to do with your dad? <laughs> Kids, like I said, dad's job is to wipe the dirty bums. That's it. Right. Kill spiders and wipe bums. What do you like to do with your dad? I like to plan Mother's Day surprises with my dad. I like to make Mother's Day cards with my dad. I think the thing about this year's Mother's Day is is that for many of us, you know, other than the fact, you know, our kids are living with their mom, many of us have not seen our own moms. In, or at least really hung out with our moms much yeah. in the last year. That's right? true. 
That is the crazy thing about this year's Mother's Day. Like, I've seen my mom intermittently, right? Te- technically, it's breaking the law to even go <laughs> stop by your mother's house, That's right? right? <laughs> yeah, really and truly, we should be trying to make Mother's Day 2021 a little extra special this year. <laughs> but how? That is the question, right? We, we're actually going to break the law by visiting, <laughs> right? We could kill them <laughs> by visiting at this point. <laughs> That's right. Mom, I love you to death. <laughs> the the key the thing that we tried to make sure that we took care of for our parents this year was to get them vaccinated. Yeah. Right? That's how we tied all this together is that we got our parents signed up as soon as their names became available. Like I was sitting at the computer pecking away with their health cards, <laughs> making sure that they got this thing rung up immediately, right? And then coordinating this with the sibling and, and so forth. That was what Mother's Day 2021 is about, is the, is the early gift, the vaccine. That's right. That's right. I don't know if I said this in the other episode, but when my mom was sort of considering the vaccine and where to get it and when, uh, it was when I was saying, you know, if you get it now, you'll probably get the Pfizer vaccine. If you wait too long, all that's going to be left is the AstraZeneca. <laughs> the next time I talked to her, she's like, yeah, I booked an appointment. I got my vaccine. <laughs> The way it's the way it is in Toronto, like we've talked about it on the show, right? Like before they were saying you you can't visit other people, other households, yeah. right? And I know people are visiting households. I see it happening, yeah. right? But as a rule, you're not supposed to visit households. And especially if, if there are people who are unvaccinated. And most of the people I know have only had one shot at this point, yeah. right? Except for some healthcare workers who've had two, yeah. right? So we're technically all still unvaccinated. And I feel like, well, my kids have stayed home from school so they're not at especially high risk right right but you just don't know right and then you get in this whole thing where every time we get in the car we're like what if the police stop us <laughs> right <laughs> what, what what if they ask us why we have six people in the car well I, <laughs> like we you can't do anything anymore <laughs> I, I i don't think police are doing those kind of random checks though are they <laughs> they're not <laughs> that's the problem we talked about this they should be just to pull you over just be like i'm just counting the people in your car and i think that's more than could be in one bubble i think there have been instances where they have stopped cars from what i've heard you know like at, at late at night and stuff that they're, they're recommending the people not to be out but again this could be hearsay we're just hearsay we're just hearing this yeah. in the community I, you know, I had an experience uh driving home from work at uh, about two o'clock in the morning um and yeah i'm driving and i was driving my wife's van that night and uh, I come to the intersection. I can see there's a police car trying to go the other way at the intersection. And I'm thinking like, all right, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing in terms of, you know, driving the speed limit and both hands on the wheel, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's, uh, it's dark enough that they probably can't tell that I'm not white. So I turn around <laughs> the corner and then uh, the police car makes a U-turn and starts following me. And I'm like, okay, it's like, Police cars following me, but I'm gonna. I'm driving 60 kilometers an hour. I'm not going any faster than this. Uh, then suddenly the lights go on, uh, pull over, and I'm thinking, what are they stopping me for? The police officer <laughs> comes to my window, um, and then I see that she's got her mask. So I'm re- remembering, oh yeah, yeah, I got to, I got to put a mask on. So I'm putting on a mask. When I put down the window, she actually said, uh, no, that's okay. You don't have to put a mask on. And I'm like, well, <laughs> but I, I'll do it anyway. You know, I, I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it turns out the reason she was stopping me was because the license plate on my wife's car had worn out a bit so you couldn't really see the numbers on the front and i had to mm. i'm thinking my wife drives this car 
I mean, it's been like this for who knows how long because we haven't been able to get the plates changed since the whole start of this COVID thing, right? Um, and I couldn't help but wonder if it was one of those things where they wanted to stop me to, like, I don't know, to look for something else. Uh, and we're just sort of using that as the reason to stop me. But in the end, uh, let me off with a, with a warning. So no hard feelings, you know what I mean? I didn't know where you were going with that story. There were so, any number of branches you could have taken. <laughs> you thought it was going to end up with me getting shot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand. My white wife drives this car all the time, has never been stopped. The moment I'm driving the car, I get pulled over. That's right. <laughs> now, do you mention that you're a physician when you Absolutely when you said not. That? I hate people who try to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Telling me, telling the police officer uh, 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 I'm a physician, is, should be no more effective at getting special treatment than a police officer coming to the emergency department and telling me that, oh, and I'm a police officer. And I tell you, it has happened where people have tried to do stuff like that. Besides, if they have actually done something wrong and you try that trick, right? You try to say, you know, oh, oh, sorry, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a physician, so I was too busy to deal with my license plate. Then the headline you read in the newspaper the next day is simply. You know, physician pulled over for, uh, you know, <laughs> illegal license plates. Or, you know, if you're I don't know which city you live in where that would make newspaper <laughs> headlines, but okay. <laughs> right under the headline, uh, half black physician shot. <laughs> Non-fatally because so, he was holding half black. So usually at this time of year, we're getting ready for summer, right? It's already early May and... You know, July is right around the corner. Yeah. Right. It, and we've been having this issue in our family is we have no idea what's going to happen this summer. Right. Yeah. We've made kind of like a half-hearted attempt to sign up for some virtual summer camps. Yeah. But even with that, it's like, is you know, is the, should we sign up? Should we not sign up? Does it even matter at this point? <laughs> so we're kind of stuck. And we even, you know, we even talked about, you know, should we travel this summer? You know, some friends of ours are going out of town, yeah. getting a cottage. And we're like, right now, like May 4th today, may the force be with you. Like, No, no, may the 4th be with you. That's what you're supposed to say, not <laughs> may the force be with you. That's what you say every other day of the year. <laughs> so, so yeah, right now, May 4th, th there's thousands of people getting COVID every day, right? ICUs are packed in our cities. Yeah. It just seems kind of crazy for us to plan a vacation two or three months from now, right? Yeah. We're, we're going to go into the society where we feel like everything's unsafe, <laughs> right? It's just, it's just a nutty time, right? Like, it's, like Mother's Day is here, and we're literally thinking we can't hang out with the mothers, right? We can't eat with, the, with mom or my mother-in-law, yeah. right? If we do, we have to be super cautious and like sit like 10 feet apart, you know, because we have our masks, we have to eat with our masks on or something, something strange like that. Like, it's just a very bizarre time. And normally we would be doing stuff like planning our summers, getting trips in order. Kids would have all sorts of summer activities lined up. And this year it's like, what on earth is going on? Yeah. When it comes to seeing our mothers and the kids seeing their grandmothers for this Mother's Day, there is that element, too, of when you see them but with all these restrictions that make it seem really odd and when they can't uh, touch or hug the kids, then that can sometimes be kind of depressing to the point where they feel a bit worse than they did if you, if they hadn't sort of seen them at all. 
So we got to approach it carefully. You know, how do you make a Mother's Day that I, how do you do something for your Mother's Day that shows you that you're still thinking about her during all these COVID times and that you still does care. that actually happen, though? I, I feel like as you know, even seeing someone is better than not seeing them. Uh, we've know. had some uh, not not right now in this current phase of the lockdown, but uh, before when you were when it was more acceptable to have some of these uh, uh, outdoor distance visits, we've had some of those with my wife's parents. Uh, and they have to drive like an hour to get from where they live to the part of Ottawa where we're in. Uh, so mm. they've they've driven all the way down. They're on the lawn. They see the kids. Uh, but when the kids want to get close, we're telling them, no, 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 no hugs allowed. Uh, <laughs> you know, and when they're sort of like, oh, but maybe we could hug them and hold our breath. It's like, no, no, you, you can't do that. And uh, yeah, when it was time to leave, there was definitely a, 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 a sort of sense of like, uh now I'm feeling, not us, but for the grandparents, like we feel worse now than we did when we woke up this morning. Like, like when, they, when they closed their car door really loudly and said, I'm never coming over here again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, not to mention our hospitality takes a hit, serious hit, right? When someone's coming over during COVID, like, well, yeah, I'd, I'd offer you a drink, but uh, I don't want you to touch my cups. <laughs> and I want you to come to my house. <laughs> So, you know, when you haven't oh. seen the grandkids for a long time and then you get just like a taste, but not the, the hugs and squishes that grandparents really want, that, that could be hard. So if you don't, if you don't play it right, it actually can, actually can bring them down a bit. Mm. So then what's the plan then? What are you guys going to do this, this, this coming Mother's Day? What are you going to do? Yeah, you know, well, I think it would be nice to uh, get my mom some kind of uh, gift or even a meal. Uh, you know, like plan a Mother's Day meal, mm-hmm. but instead of having her over or going to her house, something where, you know, we ring the doorbell when she goes to the door, there's like a box with something with a nice meal in it, you know, order something from a restaurant uh, and leave that on mm-hmm. the doorstep. We've, we've done that for other occasions during COVID. Um, mm. And then I think it would be appropriate if the weather's nice for a distanced outdoor visit where it's like we dropped off, like say lunch um, and then you know, phoned you later and we left maybe a card and some flowers. And then in the late afternoon, we kids and, other, and the family go on a walk and uh, sort of hang out at the end of the driveway, sort of chit chat a little bit and Nana can see the kids play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. So I think Mother's Day for my mother might look something like that. Mm. That sounds about right. That sounds reasonably balanced. You know, like we're trying to maintain safety yet not being too anal to the point where, you know, absolutely nothing can get accomplished. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of grandparents are legitimately feeling like, I don't know how many Mother's Days or birthdays or any of that kind of stuff I have left, you know, without getting depressed. Grandparents, about I feel that way as a dad. <laughs> right? This year has been at least 1.2% of my whole <laughs> existence has been eaten away by this year. Yeah, but you got to watch a lot of stuff on Netflix you never would have seen, right? <laughs> In some ways, isn't been the best one point two percent of your life so far. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's true, right? That feeling of uh, of like, okay, well, how much are we going to sacrifice to extend life if it means that in the meantime, where like it's all passing us by, or worse, you make all these sacrifices and then you die of something else before you even get to the point where the restrictions are lifted. <laughs> but so, oh, okay. I mean. I mean, the the good news, the if there is a good lining, it's that it, you know, it's it's been a long time since I've said anything like this. But when you look south of the border at the United States, where they were vaccinating very aggressively, yeah, the va- the virus has settled down quickly. 
you know, like it's not completely settled down. There's still outbreaks, but the numbers there improve dramatically. Like if you look at their va- their virus and vaccine curves, yeah, you know, it's much better, right? And we're a few months behind that, right? And realistically, the with the rate of us vaccinating our population, we might be doing it slower than them. Yeah, but there is some hope on the horizon. Okay, right. So some light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel, huh? Yes, there is. So. You know, there's only going to be a couple more holidays like this. That's that's what I'm clinging to to get us through Mother's Day 2021. You know, one more Mother's we, Day. If this whole thing wraps up, we can have a big Labor Day bash. The f- the first big Labor Day bash. You know, have everyone over for real eating, a real buffet. You know, Labor Day 2021. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Days called it Labor Day buffet. <laughs> <laughs> there will be all, we'll all be at the Mandarin by the end of this summer. No, we're well, not. I mean, I'm making this up. We're not going to be there, but maybe for Christmas, let's say. I know. I, you're right, though. I think there's with uh, the vaccines rolling out, and it's one of those things that, uh, uh, assuming that the vaccine immunity actually lasts and not it doesn't have to be quickly repeated, that it means as more vaccine comes out, it's just more and more people who are protected, as opposed to mm-hmm. a rolling list of people who are temporarily protected. So, uh, things may not go back to completely the way they were by the end of the summer or even by Christmas, but things should be getting better. We should see things continue to get better. That mm-hmm. and we've seen how with lockdown measures, that lockdown measures also bring numbers down. So uh, things should get better than they are now. But we've talked a bit about what we're doing for our moms, um, but you had touched on earlier on the probably most important uh, aspect of Mother's Day for the medical dad uh, in terms of like immediate uh, <laughs> Uh, action and consequence, which is how do you make sure that you've celebrated Mother's Day for the mother in your house? Well, th- as, a, as I've mentioned before, this is a very tricky subject because because my wife in general is very dismissive of, of celebrations and gifts. Okay. Right. That's not the worst thing to have to work with. No, it's not the worst, but you don't get any input from her. Like, what should we do for Mother's Day? Nothing. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> So then you're just left on your own, right? You're on an island trying to figure out how to light a fire with two sticks, (laughs) right? And uh, uh, do you think this is a completely sincere, I truly want nothing? And if that day goes by (laughs) and by the next day, we're both saying, oh, yeah, yesterday was Mother's Day. We missed it. That there'll be. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We've been married long enough to realize that's not the case. (laughs) But just case in point, I brought up that, hey, Mother's Day is coming up. What do you want for Mother's Day? Oh, Mother's Day. I don't know what to get. Actually, what she said is, Mother's Day is coming up. Don't get me anything. Because if you get me something, I'm going to have to get you something for Father's Day Ah. after. (laughs) Right? So conveniently, Father's Day is located after Mother's Day. So there's always this payback issue (laughs) that kicks in with Mother's Day. (laughs) There's a certain uh, parental karma with these days. You get get out what you put in. So when you think back to Father's Day last year, did she do anything for Father's Day last year? It's all a blur, man. I'm telling you, man, these holiday episodes are such a struggle for me. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> oh, Dr. Shu, every day is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter made me a tie, like out of paper yeah. with, like a, with like a yarn around it that I could wear. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it sounds like at your house, your wife more or less takes the approach that, uh, you know, Father's Day is the kid's responsibility. 
like Dave's not my father, so I don't need to. <laughs> I really need to do too much for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we do end up getting us each other little things i think the thing that we usually end up doing is we usually go with the food approach okay. at the end of the day food is the thing that satisfies the soul the most yeah. and doesn't clutter up the house and i love food so we usually try to go somewhere on that path yeah when we try to celebrate things yeah uh, yeah well yeah we we are very similar we always usually try to incorporate some kind of special meal for for mother's day and actually, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I'm fortunate my wife uh, took the opposite approach of what you're describing for yours in terms of uh, giving some indication of what she's interested in. Because there's a, there's a restaurant in Ottawa called Fraser Cafe. Uh, Fraser mm-hmm. Cafe, this has cafe in the title, but they more like fine dining when they, when they put their mind to it. Anyway, during COVID, of course, you can't go to the restaurant and eat. But they have done these things where for special occasions, there's... Uh, they sort of prepare these mes- these restaurant meals, and it's usually it's a complete meal, and you can choose a few different courses you want. And then they you can pick it up, or you can have it delivered, and then uh, there's a little bit of prep work to do when you get the meal, uh, but usually just in terms of heating some stuff up. It's not like getting a... Haven't you mentioned this on a different episode? Did you do this for a we different We did this holiday? on Valentine's Day. We did this for the Valentine's okay. Day episode. So, and it was such a hit that it's coming back. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, I checked my email the other day and uh, there's just an email forwarded from my wife. Uh, that's just their webpage uh, that they're doing that. No word or description or anything like that. Just uh, <laughs> look what I just happened to send you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I saw that and I would have just went ahead and ordered the, the meal, uh, but it had options of what you want to eat. So then I'm saying to her, oh, yeah, so for that email... And she's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I just like, uh, you know, I'm not saying we have to do that. It's just it's, it's just an idea. And I'm like, no, 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 we're <laughs> definitely doing that. I just wanted to ask, do you want the roasted salmon or do you want the uh, the beef? Mm, mm. So, yeah, so, well, there's something to look forward to. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to think of something else nice I could throw in there. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be cards and uh, some stuff from the kids, uh, but I don't want to get a gift for her that's just clutter. Um, but I'm trying to think of some of the things that she's been interested in lately that, uh, that might be nice. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a physical. I, I can tell you right now, she could use a nice new pair of Air Jordan ones. <laughs> <laughs> they come in women's sizes, very fashionable, right? And worth money if she wants to sell it on the secondary market. I highly recommend it. Just so listeners are aware, before we start this podcast, Dave was talking about how he's learned about the shoe stock market. Uh, not <laughs> shoe as in his last name, but shoe as in like Nike sneakers and whatnot, uh, where you correct, buy these things correct. at a high price and then you sell them when the stock goes up. And he also just bought himself a pair of Air Jordans. Yes, yes. We've we've been cooped up at home way too long <laughs> as a society. This is the type of stuff we're doing to pass the time. <laughs> where Dave's barely leaving the house, not getting outside much, but he figures shoes is what he needs right now. <laughs> 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 are you gonna wear these are these for like a display these display case i do whatever you want your wife can do whatever she wants with her mother's day <laughs> gifts. <it. laughs> uh, happy mother's day honey i got you a pair of air jordans i i, I thought you'd like the look of men's air jordans better than women's air jordans and uh, uh, you shouldn't actually take them out of the box they'll they'll devalue that way <laughs> This has been the most bizarre episode of Medical Dads I can recall. <laughs> we haven't got to the segment yet about what comic books we want to buy our wives this year for Mother's Day. 
<laughs> oh, that's easy. Usagi Ujimbo Saga, Volume 2. Yeah. I, I think I recall my wife saying yesterday morning, you know what I could really use right now is Usagi Ujimbo, Volume 2. <laughs> you know, the one about the samurai bunny. Oh, I, these, these holiday episodes kill me, man. I'm always stuck. I, I personally love the holiday episodes. I love talking about some of the different things. That yeah, because you guys celebrate holidays. <laughs> Uh, don't think of about it. Don't think of it as just celebrating a holiday. Think of it as as celebrating life. <laughs> but I, I always find it funny when some. This isn't your case, but sometimes you talk to people about like, oh yeah, I was. What, what are you gonna do for Mother's Day? And their immediate response is, you know, I I hate the idea of a holiday like Mother's Day or Valentine's Day, uh, because you're not supposed to do this stuff like just one day a year. You know, you you love mothers all year round, and you you love your your partner all year round. So why do you need a Valentine's Day or a Mother's Day? To which my response is usually, oh, so every day of the year you buy gifts and flowers for your wife and tell her how much you love her and call your mom and let her know? Well, no, I don't do that any day of the year. Why should Mother's Day or Valentine's Day be different? (laughs) I mean, I've heard people say that about Valentine's Day. I think I've said it on air about Valentine's Day, but it's it's very hard for me to accept that people would say that about Mother's Day. And, And when it comes to Valentine's Day, to really celebrate Valentine's Day, especially when you're not married, yeah. right? There's a high barrier to entry. You know, yes. it's like this fancy club <laughs> that you might not be invited to, it's true. right? And that itself breeds resentment, yeah. right? And if you are invited, then you better bring your wallet, right? Because the restaurants are going to cost money. The wine's going to cost money. Even the chocolates cost money when you're in sixth grade, <laughs> right? But Mother's Day is different. Mother's Day does not have that barrier to entry as much, Yeah, you know? Like it for many people, you're you're out of town, you're away for school, you know, you're traveling. Mother's Day is just a phone call, yeah. right? And you know, and it, and that's 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 what's called for, and that that's what people want, right? It's not so much of a Hallmark holiday or even a gift giving thing the way Christmas is or even birthdays sometimes degenerate into. Yeah, it really is just a day to remember that. Your mom's around and say hi, right? And then you miss them. So true. So true. In fact, uh, if you actually go back to the history of Mother's Day, there was a specific woman, I, who I believe it was in the United States, who had had the idea that she wanted there to be a thing of Mother's Day. This was a woman mm. who, who really thought that moms and, and her mom in particular really should be recognized for all the stuff that they do. And uh, mm. hopefully listeners don't need us to explain to them all the stuff that mothers do. No matter how much of a dad you think you, you share the load and pull your weight and divide everything. <laughs> mothers do a ton of stuff. Don't get yourself. Um, but anyway, so historically this woman won this day. So she lobbied really hard to get it actually recognized as, as an official holiday or, or, or day for uh, like in the calendar in the, in the U.S. Mm. Uh, and she actually fought hard. It wasn't easy, but she managed to do it and get Mother's Day recognized. And that was all she wanted was a day where we recognize mothers, where mothers are recognized. Uh, mm. And as it became this thing where now mothers get presents and mothers get gifts and then they sell cards and flowers and balloons and all these type of things. Uh, and as we fell into this state where people are stressed about Mother's Day because you, you can't enjoy it because you're too busy thinking about all the, uh, the, the perfect gift you have to get. Uh, <laughs> she w- regretted, actually, that Mother's Day came to be a thing. Uh, she was really re- repulsed by the, the commercialization of Mother's Day uh, and has gone mm. on record as saying that this is not what she wanted to be uh, and she wishes that this type of Mother's Day didn't actually exist. So 
What you're describing is really is the true spirit of what Mother's Day is meant to be. Well, in her in in, you know, with regards to her feelings, it is of all the holidays, the one that's the least commercial, I feel like, you know, most of the big like, you know, religious holidays have become commercialized beyond recognition. This and Valentine's Day, we don't even need to talk about what that one's like. But this one, you know. You know, we, we didn't even talk much about gifts. It's not really a thing about gifts and cards. You know, sometimes people send a card, but it's really just more about time. You know, hang out. You know, you, you said hang out on the on the driveway, chit chat for a bit, yeah. you know, a hug. Right. That's really what Mother's Day is really about. If you really wanted to truly do something for your wife, uh, not you in particular, Dave, but anybody listening, if you really had it in your mind that, you know what, I want this to be the Mother's Day of all Mother's Days. Right? The thing that my wife will love more than anything else. It wouldn't be about getting like a helicopter to land on your house like with crates and crates of flowers and balloons or whatever. <laughs> uh, but do this. Uh, when your wife falls asleep that night, sneak out of bed and clean the entire house top to bottom spotless. I mean like toothbrush in all the crevices. The place shines. Everything is organized. The house is cleaner than it's ever been. When your wife wakes up that day and sees that you've done that for Mother's Day, that'll be the greatest Mother's Day gift she could have ever wanted. And (laughs) she might have an orgasm just by looking at it. (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. Stu's ultimate plan for Mother's Day. We'll see if he pulls this one off. (laughs) Well, hold on a second now. I'm not making any promises (laughs) for for, for achieving that. (laughs) Card would be much easier. (laughs) Three cheers for commercialism. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. Right. <laughs> well, uh, there we have it. Uh, that's our Mother's Day episode. I think the take-home message is that uh, Mother's Day doesn't have to be a commercial chore, <laughs> but take some time to do something to show your mother that you care and to remind your <laughs> wife that you appreciate everything she does as a mother. And most importantly, now that we've gotten the Mother's Day episode out of the way, we can have our Father's Day episode in a month's time. <laughs> Where we'll be at l- no loss for words to figure out what we want to say about <laughs> Father's Day. In fact, there'll just be a list of things that Dave wants that he's going to read out. <laughs> Starting with Aaron Zor Jordans. <laughs> so the A to Z. Air Jordans to whatever you want that starts with Z. <laughs> you. Usagi Ujimbo Saga Volume 3 yeah. at that point. <laughs> Everything Dave wants from A to U. all right everybody have a happy mother's day we hope you spend some time with your mother for those of you who your mother's not around for whatever reason we hope you keep her keep her in your thoughts and a wonderful mother's day to everyone i love that sentiment bye folks